Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Time to chop it up what I got. Austin Price of VolQuest.com. AP, good morning, sir. Oh, hold on. Here we go. Hold on. I'm trying it again. AP, good morning, sir. There we go. Take two, everybody. What's up, Jason? Blank? What's up? What's up? What's up? Ben, we got Austin on, man. Have you seen enough of Austin? <laughs> Never. <laughs> y'all, had, y'all, y'all had a good time together a couple of days ago, spending a lot of quality VolQuest time together. This is team bonding. Josh Heupel did some team bonding over the summer. This is team bonding in a different way. Did you guys go play kickball, too? In some random parking lot in Gainesville when y'all was hanging out? No, we did not. But uh, we did have a good time. Ben, uh, ben, ben got to choose lunch, and then uh, he patiently sat through a drive-through at one thirty in the morning. Considering we had not ate since about eleven thirty uh, uh, on Saturday morning, so uh, it was uh, a whole lot of fun sitting in the drive-through for. Long, long, long time. I'm disappointed, you Austin. You you set Ben up for failure on that one, man. <laughs> you set him up for failure, but it's all good, man. Hey, when you're hungry, sometimes we don't think clearly. It it, it happens, man. It happens. Well, it was one of those things where, like, you know, if you had it to do over again, you just scrap it. But like, once we were so far in. Like scrapping it would have been an insult to everybody. So um, we just uh, we toughed it out, and uh, Ben did say his uh, his hamburger was hot, so that was positive. That is good. I was surprised, I mean, considering there was like one person working. I thought the food was going to be bad. It wasn't. That, that's awesome, man. That is awesome. Uh, also, man, we were t- just talking about. About you know Cooper Mays and how he gutted out uh, his performance against Florida and uh, brought up Jacob Gilliam there in 2014 he had the torn ACL but man still still played man still came back played uh, with the torn ACL two guys that grew up as Tennessee fans um, when when do you take a guy out when do you know to take a guy out when do you say all right we're gonna let you play through your injury like what's the, what's that fine line. We're, Trying to discuss it here, uh, but how do you think that that that's handled, or how would you handle that? But you know, when you can no longer walk, you, you have to come out. Um, you know, Cooper Cooper actually I think was injured. <clears throat> Going back and watching the uh, film, injured on the Tyon Evans screen pass, um, and then. It just kind of progressively got worse. And so, um, by the point that they took him out, I mean, he was not a help to anybody. And so, um, it's just not an ideal situation again. You know, he, he definitely helps this team a lot. Um, their pace and stuff is different with him. And to me, the strength of the offensive line just gets better because Carvin strengthens in the guard. Cooper strengthens in the center, and um, to not have, you know, Cooper, you know, this week or you know, for the next few weeks w- would be a massive blow, in my opinion. 
do you look at this game as a true must win? Because really every game is a must win, but do you see this game as a true must win for Tennessee? Sure I do. Uh, you know, if you're talking about just trying to get to six and six, get bowl eligible in year one, um, had they beat Pittsburgh, this this type of game is not necessarily a must win. Um, but, you know, they lost Pittsburgh, so this game is a must win. And, you know, if, if you're trying to get to six and six, I mean, there are paths to six wins uh, without a win over Missouri. But the, the paths are just, Dark alleys, you know. I mean, uh, you you you're going to have to be, um, you know, basically spot on um, the rest of the way, and you know, with the you know the razor thin margin of error that this team has, that's just probably unrealistic. So, if Tennessee can beat Missouri, and then in turn turn around and beat South Carolina, then I think their chances of getting to six. You know, or probably ninety percent, because I don't see them losing South Alabama. And unless somebody morphs Vanderbilt, um, which is pretty lifeless right now, I don't see them losing to Vanderbilt. Austin, are you buying Josh Heupel's comments about Hendon Hooker's availability? Seemed uh, very questionable. Do you think that's gamesmanship, trying not to tip his hand, or? Is is Hendon Hooker's status truly questionable? Oh, I think it's questionable. Um, you know, I stepped Sunday night on the nation. Um, you know, uh, I, I said he was questionable. I said Cooper Mays was questionable. I think Cooper Mays is now more doubtful. Um, you know, and, and the truth be told, that ankle, they need to get it healthy and have him ready for the stretch run. Trotting him back out there too soon and then all of a sudden, you know, it gets worse and worse and worse, and you miss him out for a longer stretch of time. So, um, from from my liking, you got to get him healthy, and and then I think it just depends on how Hendon Hooker feels. You know, I mean, he he's not got a concussion. Um, I think it's more of a neck injury, having had his helmet snatched off the other night. You know. At this point, I would say I would lean 55-45 he plays, but I think it's really up in the air. Do you think he's the bona fide QB1? Uh, just put the injury aside. Just what you make of his performance against Florida, and do you think there's any doubt that he's QB1 moving forward? Oh, I think he's definitely QB1 um, going forward. At least until, you know, he, he takes himself out of being QB1. But, you know, if he's healthy, I think he'll be the guy. I think that he just gives them a little something extra. Um, and, Joe, and, again, Joe's got potential to be better than anybody. But, you know, at this point, you know, the touch is, is, is definitely concerning. Um, you know, I, I, I joked yesterday with Brent Hubbs, we were – standing outside the complex and Joe walked in and he was wearing glasses and I said dang Hubs I think I figured it out and he goes what and I said he's wearing glasses I said 
he's not wearing glasses during the game, maybe his depth perception's off. When they're 30 yards away, he thinks they're 40, and that's why he throws it in further. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's it. It's like, it's like Ricky Vaughn from, from Major League, you know. He walks up there and throws on the skull, skull uh, crossbone glasses on, on Saturday in Columbia, Missouri, if he's the guy, then watch out. Um, you know, but yeah, all jokes aside, you know, Joe's, he's just, he's struggling mightily with touch. I mean, you know, I mean, he threw the Utah pass Saturday night and it was like, you know, Peyton throwing at the kids on Saturday night live, you know, just throwing Pelton, Pelton them. So, um, you know, for, for my liking, you know, Joe's, you know, again, got all kinds of upside, but Hendon's the guy um, that that gives you the best chance to win this year and going forward right now. AustinPriceVolQuest.com. Uh, Austin, any 22, class of 22 uh, recruiting nuggets that uh, are of significance worth mentioning? At this point, no. I mean, it's just kind of dead. I mean, you know. Tennessee needs to get home games. They preferably need to get night games. I think these noon games are, you know, killing them too. I mean, like, it's hard to, you know, if kids are more than a few hours away, it's hard to be like, hey, leave your house at 2 a.m. and get here for the noon game. (laughs) You know what I mean? I mean, Tennessee needs a night game or two. South Carolina would have been a nice night game to have. It's a winnable game, you know. Which sets up that Ole Miss game probably gonna be night game. Um, right, because he won't play them all at noon. But right now they're kind of in that lull where you know everything seems to be noon. Missouri's played three straight noon games, um, so you know recruiting has just not got a lot of juice. Um, winning a game or two would help, and some night games would help, and the investigation being over would help. So, you know, Tennessee needs to uh, find something in the uh, in the magic elixir to make a couple of those things happen. How much is the lack of juice part of the new recruiting calendar slash transfer portal? I don't think. Or is it Tennessee not handling business the way it should? I just don't think that has anything to do with it. I think that kids are skeptical because they hear from all these other schools that, you know, Tennessee's going to get three, four, five years probation. Um, you know, and I know kids never told me five, but kids have told me four that they've heard that from other schools. Um, you know, and so, and kids just don't know. I mean, like Tennessee can say, we don't believe that's going to be true, but Tennessee can't definitively say that's not true. And so, um, you know, kids right now are kind of taking a, a more step back approach with Tennessee and, um, you know, they, I don't think the juice has anything to do with, you know, recruiting calendars or the transfer portal. I do think Tennessee's probably putting too much weight in the transfer portal. You know, I mean, you know, the, listen, they're getting really good play out of Javante Pate. Um, Caleb Tremblay's been, you know, effective at points, you know, Hendon Hooker obviously made some plays the other night. But like the turnage has done nothing. Hadden had some, you know, cleanup surgery. 
Jawan Mitchell, to me, is not giving them a whole lot. You know, Apache Mohan's helping them on special teams. I just don't. I, I think the portal is is good. I think that you can't live in there. You know, and uh, and, and I, I said that before the season started. You'll, you'll find out if Tennessee has a lot of success with these transfers. Look for them to to make the the portal a, a big thing as they try to flip the roster and remain competitive. Problem is, I just don't think they're having enough success to warrant, you know, saying, hey, we're only going to take 17 high school kids and we're going to try to take 10 portal guys. You know, I I just think that you're, you're playing with fire when you do that just because you just don't know. And I think you're better off to go with the evaluations of high school kids in a lot of ways. And then if you were to lose, again, they're going to pass this rule. If you lose seven kids to the portal, you replace seven kids to the portal, and you still have a, a, a mostly full class of uh, prep players. There's There's been talk about how many scholarship players are actually on this roster. You know, Carlin Fields and me uh, hit the transfer portal. I thought he was already you – yeah, know, I thought he was – either at another school or already in corporate America. I didn't even know he was not in the transfer portal, to be honest. I thought he had already been in there and got out. Uh, but uh, how many scholarship numbers is Tennessee working with? 71, not counting the super seniors, um, you know, which are only here for for fall. Um, you know, so 71, that's, that's the number. And – you know, you're probably going to lose them and have some natural attrition. The kids that don't come back, um, I mean, the number's really less than that. Wow. Uh, Austin, give us a, a group that uh, that's exceeding your expectations, playing better than what you thought they would play, and give me a group that um, has not done that and, and basically has um, – not lived up to your expectations so far in four games. Uh, so one good, one bad. Uh, tight end. And I'll go secondary. Tight ends is the one over exceeding. I mean, Jacob Warren, I knew would would uh, kind of be reinvigorated in this offense. I didn't realize he would be as, as – formidable as he's been in this offense. Again, I knew of all people that were excited about the coaching change, 87 was going to be one of them because he just fit what this group does to a T. And, uh, but he's been even better than I thought. And then, um, and then I just felt like the secondary's kind of been eh, not, not terrible, but not good enough. Yeah. A lot of experience back there, so I certainly understand why you would uh, point point at them, man. Even though Alante made a made a good play, um, we didn't get the, we didn't get the cookies on the interception, but he did force a turnover. So maybe we just get the the cookie batter, the consolation. Because last week he got the pick, everyone got the cookies, the two free cookies, uh, but he forced a fumble. Maybe we can maybe we can just get the recipe to the cookies. I don't know, but he did make a good play on Jacob Copeland. Uh, but as a group, they haven't they haven't played at a yeah, level I, I just that. I feel like that, you know the safeties have been. I mean, 
below average. The, the safety play has been below average to this yeah. point. And, you know, I think the corners have done better than the safeties, but when you look at the cumulative group, uh, it's not, they, they can definitely be better. Yep. You want to begin to uh, a pocket passer, more of a pocket passer than Emory Jones and uh, uh, Baselight there in Missouri that, you know, put up 300 yards of passing against, against Boston College. So, uh, safeties better make sure that they are not allowing Connor to manipulate them with their with his eyes and better ask for some pass rush to make it a little bit easier. Uh AP, what what is going on at Volquest this week, man? I could ask Ben. We'll just but get I'll you ready you. for uh Tennessee's noon or breakfast in Columbia is what I'm calling it. It's eleven AM local time. Um start against Missouri. Um we'll have the Rocky Top Roundtable will have the stock report uh, and uh, we'll also tell you how the Yankees are going to lose out and not make the playoffs all at VolQuest.com. Oh, so, you, so you'll be lying then because the Yankees are making the playoffs, baby. The Yankees Just showing are, that Swain's a better friend than Austin. That is right. Well, I wouldn't I wouldn't hold you up in a, in a drive-thru for an hour to McDonald's and then make you drive while I fall asleep after eating it. I wouldn't do you like that. <laughs> I would I wouldn't do you like that. <laughs> oh, I love it. Hey, AP, uh, uh Jared in Texas wants to know if you learned anything over the course of that hour. Oh, um uh, what did I learn? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so since Austin didn't learn anything next time I take a trip be ready for the same 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 experience Ben that's all Austin is saying that's all Austin it was saying. all good we needed food like Austin said we hadn't eaten since we landed we had a great lunch watched uh, some football had some plucks and fries some bottomless fries some freckled lemonades I mean just had a grand time and it, it had been a hot minute since we ate so we had to get some food, and unfortunately, everybody else wanted food too. Yep, yep. VQ bonding—that's what I call it. Vol Quest bonding time <laughs> between Ben and Austin. All right, Austin, man, thanks for the time, man. I see you. Uh, see you. We'll talk to you here soon. I won't be seeing you here for a couple days. That's correct. You'll see me Thursday at Anderson County. That's right. That's that is right. So I get an AP break. You get a Swain break. But I will talk to you here. Uh, soon tonight on Tennessee Prime, it'll be Brent Hubs, Cade Mays, myself, and AP Javante Payton. Touchdown Payton. That's right, man. Uh, Javante Payton. So look forward to to uh, tonight's Tennessee Prime at Gus's Fried Chicken. All right, Austin, man. Thanks for the time. All right, see you guys. I thought he was gonna give us a Jeremy Pruitt impersonation or maybe that's just how he talks maybe he just really talks almost like jeremy pruitt that's why he does such a great jeremy pruitt impersonation because he sounds very similar to jeremy pruitt yeah i wonder if austin was actually awake today is he still tired because because i know one thing i know somebody that went on the same trip as he went on and went to Atlanta to a concert that didn't finish until two and still got up this morning to do the show. So AP doesn't have much of an excuse. Yeah. Not that anybody should 
feel bad for my extracurriculars enjoying a concert last night, but I I haven't had a night of sleep of more than five hours since like last Wednesday or, or Thursday. So I look forward to uh, to sleeping tonight. I'm coming home from Tennessee Prime tonight, and I'm going to watch the Yankees lose, and then I'm going to bed well, immediately. Been, the, the last couple times you've been saying that, they've been winning. So just keep I'm going to keep saying it. Just keep saying that. All right, let's go to the phones. And uh, good morning. Who do we have? This is Jason Voss, 22. How are you doing today? Hey, Jason Voss, 22. Good morning. Good morning. I'm driving on 75 south of Tampa for a meeting and just came through Gainesville. Ugh. And Ugh. Um, it's rough. Ugh. It's it rough living in Florida. But um, I, wanna, I just want to touch on a few things. I brought my, my oldest son to Knoxville for the pit game. And um, we, we had a great time at that game. I realized over the last few years, Swain, we would have had been blown out. I don't believe that team quit. As I watched the game against Florida, I saw a team that didn't quit. I saw a team that battled. I saw a team that we make that catch, we possibly get in the end zone. I saw a team that over the last few years would have totally crumbled in the first quarter, second quarter. Another thing I saw, this team in the second quarter didn't have a collapse like it has the previous three weeks. I have told a lot of people that this team reminds me of a years ago Tennessee team in basketball. Scrappy. They don't have all the pieces, but they're doing the best they can. I will say before the pit game, guys, I was totally ready just to give up. It's been tough. You know it as a ball fan, but in my life, there's no way to do it. After that pit game, my, my son got to meet John Fulkerson. We had an amazing time. Do you know what my son put on Facebook? My son put on Facebook, I just had the best weekend with the best fan base and had the best time at the University of Tennessee football game. The whole seven-hour drive back from Florida, my son talked about his his experience meeting a lot of AllQuest guys, meeting a lot of people, meeting A.D., Danny White, meeting, once again, the great Jason Swain, Meeting once again the great Brent Hubs. I said, "Hey, the Ben," but he just ignored me. But uh, just a joke. But <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. My, you know, I have seen a lot of great things this year in this team. I 
I've always been known as a sunshine pumper. You know, I um, that I, I try to pump a lot of sunshine. But I'm going to tell you something. There's some heart in this team. There's some problems. And you guys have nailed it the whole time I've been listening, driving 75, from I-10 to 75 South. It's the same thing that's been said every week. I think, Ben, you're 100% correct. I think there's some practice habits still that's got to be broken. I mentioned it on VolQuest yesterday. Um, there's a, there's, you have, when you look at the offensive line play, you also have to consider the coach, the pre coaching. Sometimes it's hard to get the bad habits out. The defensive line showed me some stuff this last weekend. Offensive line got some push. They didn't get manhandled like they would have in previous years. Yes, there were spots. Yes, there were times. I'm going to tell you something. After that first drive of Florida, Rodney Garner, he got up on him. My son went to the game. I had I had a bit of wedding. But I'm going to tell you something. I, I am I am encouraged. I do believe there's still a way at six and six. And I do believe, guys, that if this team continues, they will get better. But you got to have the horses. To compete. Thank you. Thank you for that phone call right there, uh, Jason. I think um, I think you are right in in terms of what you're seeing from this football team. They're fighting. They're scrappy. Uh, They're certainly a different attitude. And you can build with that. You can build with a want to. You can build with a a uh, scrappy attitude, but you gotta go get the players, and you know that is clear as day right now that we're we're missing more uh, players. And Austin just answered the question about scholarships being at seventy one. Guys, that's going into a fight with your arm top, one arm top behind your back, and you can beat Bowling Green. You can beat. Tennessee Tech, and listen, you you can you can beat Missouri if you play a certain way and play uh, cleaner than what you did in the Pittsburgh game. You can beat a South Carolina. It just puts that much more pressure on you. It makes the margin of error so much smaller, though, and small mistakes that other teams can make because they have the talent and the depth, they can make it overcome it. We can't. And then you talk, add on an injury here or there, it just makes it more difficult. But, Ben, has anything that happened so far this season and where Tennessee is with this roster and this football program, is anything surprising? Did we kind of forecast where we would be right now and potentially where we would be at this point in the season? I mean, we we probably thought that Tennessee could beat Pittsburgh, but no one thought Tennessee was going to beat Florida. Um the the concerns with the roster, the depth, the scholarships, like no one should really be surprised. Am I wrong, or do you, or do you agree? I think you're right. Tennessee's about where we thought that they would be. Uh, you could te- you could have told me before the season that Tennessee would be three three and one after the Florida game, and 
I would have believed you. You could have told me that Tennessee would be two and two after the Florida game, and I would have believed you because of that Pittsburgh game being a toss-up, like you mentioned, that being a a 50-50 game that could go either way. So in the grand scheme of things, Tennessee's where I thought that they would be going into Missouri, South Carolina. There there isn't anything glaring in in the broad scheme of things that that I did not expect. Now, there are things within the team that have been surprising, but that's any, any season Mm -hmm. that is, that is any season, any sport, any level. Um, I'm, I'm sure there's things with the Titans that are surprising right now, based off of the the conversations over the off season in Nashville, Uh, even with the, the bears aside from the quarterback controversy, I'm sure there's position units on, on the team that have maybe looked better or looked worse than the conversations dictated over the summer. Same can be said for my Steelers, baseball, soccer, basketball. I mean, it, it, that's just the, the natural evolution of a season is, and it's why you play the game. And I know that's the, the old time cliche. You play to win the game or whatever it is. Um, but it's why the games aren't played on paper or played over the radio, because that's, that's just all talk until, uh, kick off or tip off or whatever. So there, there's some nuanced things that have surprised me. The receiver room I thought was going to be a strength coming into the season, and it, it's just been a complete failure to this point, in, in my opinion. Maybe, maybe that's too strong of a phrasing, but it, it's not been good. It, it's it's a long ways off from where I thought that they would be is my point. Uh, Joe Milton, I, I, I was unsure of Joe Milton going in to the season, but I didn't think that he would struggle throwing the ball the way that he has. I I realized that he did do this at Michigan, but I was willing to overlook that because of Harbaugh's history with quarterbacks, with Heupel's history Mm -hmm. with quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Joe Milton not being the starter against Florida surprised me. So there's little things within the team that have surprised me. I didn't see Theo Jackson playing the way that he's playing. I didn't see Tennessee's defensive line taking this big of a step this early on. I I figured the way Tennessee's defensive line is playing right now, I I thought that they would get to this point under Rodney Garner. I thought it would be in November towards the end of the season, not right out of the gates. So there's, there's nuanced things within the team that have been surprising, good and bad, but overall Tennessee's about where we thought they would be, or at least I did. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Good point by, by you. Um, official UT, Doxville license plates are now available from county clerks across the state of Tennessee. $15 of your $35 annual specialty plate fee supports student scholarships at Tennessee. Talk to your county clerk or visit alumni.utk.edu for more information. Uh, Ben, from the great city, Atlanta, Georgia, uh, Atlanta in Georgia, um, and we'll be back tomorrow, at least. At least um, that's what I think. Unless you say, "Man, I, I kind of like it here. I think I'm gonna stay a while." <laughs> I like Atlanta, but not enough to uh, to stay. I know the wife is about to force me to go to IKEA and drain my bank account uh, as she turns her head and gives me the side eye. But uh, <laughs> I'll be back tonight. I'll be back just in time for Tennessee Prime, baby. Uh, sounds good, man. Sounds good. Uh, September 
It's almost over, man. Almost over. Four games, four games down, and uh, Tennessee will be playing their fifth game, 11 a.m. local kick for, for Tennessee. But for us, it'll be a noon noon game. And um, listen, this is what happens when you are flirting with 500. You play noon games. So Nobody cares about Tennessee football outside of Knoxville, outside of the Tennessee fan base. That's much. just the – Pretty much. Unfortunate reality. Yeah, pretty pretty much, man. It's, that's where we are right now. Uh, fellas, encourage you to make your health a priority. Uh, Low T Center specializes in men's wellness and follow strict medical guidelines uh, for you and your health and safety. They are one of the leading men medical providers in the country. So if you're feeling tired, grumpy, like a motivational drive, you've noticed some weight gain, or even loss of muscle mass, these can all be signs of low testosterone levels, low thyroid, or even sleep apnea. So Low T Center will help. Uh, they get you taken care of and help you alleviate some of those issues there. Uh, but it starts with the quick and easy health assessment. Uh, multiple locations right here in Tennessee, Nashville, Tri-City, Chattanooga, Knoxville, there's locations all over the country. So go to the Low T Center uh, website, lowtcenter.com, and find the nearest location to you. Uh, right now, they are offering monitored, monitored self-inject uh, at home testosterone treatments in the convenience of your own home. So really, really, really simple and uh, under professional guidance from the Low T Center team. So. LowTCenter.com, reinventing men's health care. Uh, Big Ben, can I call you Big Ben? Or you don't want to be called the same name <laughs> as the Steelers quarterback? I mean, just because Ben Roethlisberger has regressed because of Father Time doesn't take away from all his other accomplishments in Pittsburgh. He, he's forever going to be a Pittsburgh legend. Hall of Famer for sure. Um, you did not see this, but I did. Uh, Monday night, Monday night football last night with between the Eagles and the Cowboys. Peyton and Eli uh, did the Manning cast, and they brought in Nick Saban, uh, which I didn't want. I didn't want to hear Nick Saban, so I, I feel they brought like, in Nick Saban. Yeah, Nick Saban was a guest. LeBron James was a guest. Matthew Stafford was a guest, and then um, <clears throat> Chris Long, Kyle Long, one of the brothers. Uh, they brought in, but it's just hilarious to see how bad quarterback play, a good quarterback play affects Peyton so much during that broadcast, man. Oh, it's, it's, it's great. It is great. And Was that your first time watching the Mannings? I know you didn't watch it week one. Did you watch it last week? No, it wasn't my first time. I just didn't watch it as much week one as I did last week. starting time. to buy into it? I feel bad for Brian Greasy and Lewis Riddick. I do, too. I do too, especially Lewis Riddick. I really like Lewis Riddick, but that that Manny broadcast is just top notch. Yeah, I mean it's 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 good, man. It's it's really good. So, yeah, I watched more of the game last night, uh, but I've I've kind of popped in and checked out all the all the Manning cast. But last night was when I watched it probably the most. So. Uh, it was good, man. Uh, sorry for the technical difficulties at the beginning of the show. Um, see the things we do to make sure Ben has a good time. We sacrifice for, for Ben. <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll have those things taken care of 
Tonight, Tennessee Prime, Augustus Fried Chicken. It will be Brett Hubbs, Kate Mays, Javante Payton, and myself, 7 p.m. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow, 7 a.m. Hope you have a fantastic day. Swain event is fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. For Ben McKee, I'm Jason Swain. Peace.